Hey there. Hi, good morning. Morning. How are you? Um, running around with my head cut off. <laughs> How come? Just a lot to do. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for taking the time to to record this. We are super behind. Yeah. So um, we definitely got to get back on track because both of us know that the only way for it to do anything is to be consistent. Right. So <clears throat> I am making a commitment to make sure that we uh, stay consistent. Sure. Um, we got to start with a quote. Go for it. So this quote is an expert is a person who has made all the mistakes that can be made in a very narrow field. And that's Nails Bohr. I want to be 100% honest. I just opened up the uh, Tim Ferriss book and that was the first quote that I saw, but I like it. In a narrow field. So that just means like making mistakes in your own yeah and like yeah you so your own element what we have both i mean kind of what we've discussed uh over a course of the last year both of us being freelancers and you doing um you know me and videography and you and graphic design and kind of social media marketing but we have had tons of issues like all these issues that i've mistakes that i've made with not clarifying to um to clients on certain things or some of them not signing a contract before like all of those are mistakes i made which then makes me not like i'm getting closer and closer to an expert because i'm like i'm not gonna do that shit again Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I I see what you're saying because it's just like you've kind of created your own path, so it'd be like, uh, you know, well, there's that poem you know about taking the road less traveled. Well, when you do that, right? Like, no one else has uh, gone and clear the branches out of the way, so you're left to do that for yourself. Well, and if you the narrow field part, I think is talking about like if you just randomly make mistakes and are constantly making dumb mistakes all over the place like you're never going to narrow down what you're trying to be an expert at because like if you're making a mistake over here then you make one over there and then like you're just making mistakes right and that could also be like a way for you to hone in on what you should be doing if you keep you know if I kept making mistakes on certain design things I could just be like you know, if I made too many mistakes with like apparel, it'd be like, okay, maybe I shouldn't should not do apparel anymore or something. You know, right, like, right. stick to what I'm good at or like. And if they're the same mistakes, then it's like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, like take a second to realize, you know, what's going wrong and. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, one thing that I have uh, found really interesting is so over, I think it was last weekend, I was out doing this hunting, hunting, uh, filming the hunt thing in the backcountry, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And when we got to the top of the mountains, the, um, we'd have service. So I thought we weren't going to have service the whole time, but we did. And one thing I noticed is one of the guys I was with was constantly on Bumble or Tinder. And like, even when we were driving, he was on Tinder and Bumble and swiping and stuff like that. And uh, I was kind of teasing him and giving him shit about it. But then it kind of hit me that like, if, if he's on there, that means that there's a lot of other people on there. And he was like adamantly on there. So that means that there's a lot of attention on these platforms that are going, that's kind of going unnoticed because I personally am dismissing it as like this stupid dating app or whatever, but people's attention are on it. Right. So I figured like, how can I capitalize off of using this attention? Like, can I use, utilize it to, cause if he's on Bumble and Tinder, that means he's definitely not on YouTube watching my videos or on Facebook watching my videos. I'm sure he is at some point, but you know, if you're on one platform, your attention is not on the others. Yeah. And so I went and created a Bumble and a Tinder account <laughs> and come to find out, did you know that Bumble? So are you familiar with Bumble? Not, I'm actually not. I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't know. I honestly don't know anything about it. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it either. Uh, apparently, it's the it's one where girls get to go first. So, like, if I matched with somebody, then they can initiate the conversation. I can't initiate it. So that means that, like, it kind of gives them the empowerment to, to reach out first. Um, but there's also a section of Bumble where you can do Bumble biz. So you can skip the whole dating side of it and you can make business connections. So I can sign up as like, this is what I do. This is what I'm capable of doing. And then I go through on other people's profiles and I can see, you know, what they do and what they are looking for. If they're looking for mentors or people to collaborate or with or whatever, and we can swipe left is like, no, you don't want to match with that business connection or right is yes you do but i thought that was really interesting because i had no i never even knew that that was a thing yeah i didn't either but there are a few but there's not a lot of business people on there because i don't think that anybody knows that um you know you just look at like tinder and Bumble and these dating apps is just that a dating app with young stupid kids on it, which there are definitely young stupid kids on these, <laughs> these apps. But but it was just really interesting. So hmm. yeah, I mean, talk about uh, you know an app for businesses or or if because you could use this what's cool about them is they're location based so say you're traveling and you're in 
you want to go to Seattle and you get to Seattle and you open up your Bumble business thing, you can make business connections in different cities and, you know, who knows what that's going to turn into. What if it says like, you know, I'm looking for a graphic designer and then you swipe yes and you end up connecting and then it turns out to be like a huge thing. Like, who knows? I think it's kind of a cool tool to use if you're using it for business or I guess whatever you're really using it for. Yeah, that's weird. It just feels like it. it's... um. I guess it just feels a little awkward because it's stemming from a dating site. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's why no one's on totally. it for business yet because they're trying to figure out how that correlates. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the thing is, is like you can specifically change. There's like, it says Bumble Dating, Bumble Friendship, Bumble biz and you can choose which one you want and they're like completely separate oh, profiles okay well huh so it sounds like they're just like why not let's just be more than i mean that's different know. yeah that's that's definitely different that's that's how like instagram started as somebody's like hey let's make photographs that people can share and then it blew up so who knows I mean, I don't use LinkedIn very often, but what happens if, like, being on the the running, the ground floor of Bumble Biz and you understand it from the beginning and then it ends up taking off and you've figured out how to make good connections with it and use it as a tool, like, that's just kind of one-upping. Yeah, you would, yeah, at that point, it's just a, a marketing... Um... I, I want to say risk, but just like a, you're, yeah, you would be testing. It's a tool. Because there was another app that was trying to be the next Facebook. And I remember. Yeah. And I got so many. I can't remember what it's called, but it was I know. And I can't remember either. And then it just never took off. It just, um, there was a lot of problems with the privacy. People were. Well, there was a, it was like, it was around for a while and then it had one major spike in like popularity, which is what brought it to everybody's attention. Yeah. And I can't, I can't remember what it was called. I wish I remembered what it was called. Um, but people were reading the fine print, luckily, because on a Facebook group, that's where I first heard about it. And someone actually was one of the like software engineers on it. And they were kind of talking about the client. Um was it had lots of money invested in to make this the next Facebook, but then the fine someone went through the fine print. It it basically kind of scared people away. Um, Which is funny because like Facebook is just, yeah, not funny. If people are worried about privacy. Yeah. delete your Facebook. Yeah, stop shopping on Amazon. It was something about they owned the content or something like that. So, anyways, um, for what this is funny because that's what Facebook and Instagram says. Yeah, Uh, but I don't think it ever took off. I think people were just like, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like they're like, why would I go to a different platform to do the same thing again? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And with the rise of Instagram and stuff, it just wasn't the right. I guess wasn't the right move. I think that's what makes like this Bumble. I I am not aware of anything else that is similar in like fast connections. It's like speed dating for business. 
you know like swipe left no no yeah that's crazy yeah so i mean and it's kind of cool like you're finding people who are actively looking for things to make business connections which begs the question why on earth did i get a phone book on the front of my porch yesterday <laughs> i know i got one too and you know what it, it's gonna help start my fires every <laughs> i don't know why i need a phone book um, I don't know why they just don't ask people um, to sign up if they want one. Because, I mean, luckily they're recyclable, recyclable, but um, I think a lot of people throw them away. Yeah, I mean, who the hell uses Well, who's, I, I, like, who the hell Please, is find me one person that uses a phone book who's, anymore. Who's paying to advertise in that thing is even more of my worry. Well, advertisements, like people still pay yeah, freaking advertisements. Right, that's what I'm saying. Books. Like those people, maybe maybe I should have looked through it and called those people and said, hey, it's time to upgrade your marketing. Right? I know. That's a good lead generator. Um, yeah, because I think it's like insane that why, why are people printing phone well, books? Well, and I mean, nobody, I do not know a single person that uses a phone. And I would anymore. love to know when they call because I know they cold call. I would love to know when they cold call and be like, hi, Mr. Jones, you know, like, would you like to be in the phone book? And you're going to be seen by X amount of people. And then really it all it means is your phone book's going to reach X amount of doorsteps and be thrown away. <laughs> because we're going to send them to everybody, whether or not they want them. And they don't. And so there you go like pay us fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> so i listened to a podcast really recently yesterday <laughs> and it was really interesting on what they were talking about because and, I, and i'm sure we talked about this in the last podcast and i know we've talked about it before but just the way that the world is changing and people it's baffling to me that people don't understand how it's changing and what they were talking about and it kind of scares me being on a school board for my kid but what we are teaching our children is going to be irrelevant in 10 years like the things that we so one of the things that he had mentioned was we right now in our hands in our cell phones and computers we have access to more information and knowledge than our president did 10 years or 20 years ago. Sure. The president of the United States had less information available to him than we currently do. Like that is insane. Yeah. And the things that our children are learning are completely irrelevant. And in 10 years from now, we're all going to have the artificial intelligence is going to replace so many jobs that people are being trained and taught to do that they're not being taught things for the future. They're not like being taught how to. So it was talking about um, trans transforming your brain, basically. And he has created different universities he has what's called mind valley university and they have these different curriculums that they've already implemented in schools in like finland and other countries and uh it's like teaching kids and and people how to um basically like upgrade your brain and 
taking care of things that like will actually matter, like your happiness, your health and things that we're going to need to know that nobody is teaching kids as well as like the ability to learn how to actually learn. They don't teach kids how to learn. They teach kids how to memorize things that you could just look up on a phone. Yeah. I mean, like everything that we're taught is basically like different memorization things, you know, the different wars, all these things when you can look all of that up on a phone. And uh, I was telling my daughter how some of the kids were saying, kids are always coming and saying things um, that don't make any sense. And I keep telling her, don't believe anything a kid tells you at school. Just don't. I don't even care if it's the truth. Just don't believe it until you come home and you ask and we talk about it. And um, and I said, you know, you can, we can look it up online. We can figure it out. Sorry, my cat is. Uh, and uh, she goes, yeah, but didn't somebody have to still write? Didn't somebody still have to write it online? And I was like, you're very smart. So that begs the question, like, what can you even believe online? Because you could go and look up a certain subject and get both opinions on it. At one point, is the facts and opinions being filtered? Well, that's that's where, like, I think it needs people need to be trained is how do you decipher what's good information and what's bad information and you know like by listening if you listen to one side of anything you're not getting the full story i mean like somebody that watches fox news over and over or watches cnn over and over and over you're not get you're getting one one side of a story yeah but as far as like a written article you know uh, it begs the question how far is it going to get you know when people stop sourcing things, you know, like how, you know, I learned that in elementary school, you know, you got everything from a source and the source was to be, you know, legit. And now it's like, you know, all the sources are, can come from anywhere because anyone could put together a website and make it look like a legit website. Totally. So that's a little scary. Um, but I mean, you could you could play devil's advocate and go, okay, well, someone had to write the book too. So, yeah, totally. I mean, that's how like most books. I mean, you don't know; it's not hard to write a book, right? I mean, yeah, I, I, I do think information will get very messy as time goes on. As you know, we're already dealing with not even knowing if we can trust the media, like so you know it's just yeah there's a lot of information out there i think we will adapt too i mean that's one thing that human beings are really good at is adapting we adapt to uh to change or we if if we weren't good at adapting we would have been extinct we've gone a really long time without killing ourselves up yeah (laughs) so we do do adapt and things change significantly i mean even the way that the world is right now is far different than it was you know 100 years ago right we're still here and we're dealing with different things and you know they dealt with certain things back then too right but i just find the whole like point of what i was trying to get at is 
Um, it's scary to me that I feel like our education system is super archaic when people like Elon Musk, multi-billionaires, Bill Gates, like a lot of people do not believe in the college institution yet we are preparing like public schools are preparing and parents are preparing kids to go to college. Like I had another parent say, you know, Oh, when my kid goes to college and I'm sitting here, like, I hope my kid doesn't go to college because it's, unless he wants to be a doctor, but it makes no sense. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Like schools and universities are going to disappear very soon. It's going to be a very different type of education because they don't matter. They don't teach you anything. People are coming out of universities with a bunch of debt and then no job. And lost. Because either they live in a city that doesn't offer that degree and they can't afford to move. Um, Because I've seen that happen a lot here to my friends where they get um, architectural and engineer degrees, but there's really nowhere to apply it here necessarily. Right. Um, for their, for their, because you know it's all specific, and so uh, a lot of them move usually to a bigger city that can offer uh, those jobs. And so, uh, you know, it'd be interesting if one day it got to the point where all college was free because no one goes anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my. Uh... Well, there's so much free information on YouTube that it's like you're it's not hard to get a degree. It's just you don't have a uh, actual paper. But I know people that have studied and read enough books or done enough self-research that they know just as much as what people who basically cheat their way through college. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to do you want to work for somebody or create your own thing but you know with the rise of ai technology we have no idea if there will even be positions for some of these jobs anymore so oh totally i mean like they say within a year self-driving cars will be safer than humans so knowing that like (laughs) that was one of the things is um, one of the guys said like he was trying to buy off his vehicle. So by the time his kid goes to college, he'll have like a, he'll have a paid off vehicle for him to use in college. And I'm just like, we don't even know. If- like, honestly, like, yeah. will people even be driving? Because at that point it'll be safer for us to not drive. Yeah. It's yeah. It's in a, it makes you wonder, like, how long will these um, places like Uber and Airbnb, where it's like, you know, they don't have any employees per se, they don't have an infant, like, they don't have a brick and mortar, you know, I wonder how long those will still last, or if that's just a fad. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I think AI is going to change the game for sure. I do. I just, I think a lot of those, um, like Uber and and all that stuff, it's really set a tone for people um, making their own money on their own schedule. Yeah, I've heard people doing Uber and making an insane amount of money. Like, I've met a, I know a kid who uh, was working hard labor, quit his job, started doing Uber and makes way more money and he just drives people around and says he like enjoys it. 
Yeah. And he was doing like installing HVAC systems and like things that suck. <laughs> yeah, and I just think that um in cold weather it, between like creating apps and stuff like that, we're really living in a time that's allowing the creative world uh, of people to really like you know take ideas and run with it and then um and then not rely you know on having to go to college and and uh do that whole you know um what society deems normal but instead just take something and make an idea and bring it to life and i think it's just allowing more people to do that now more than ever so one thing that he was saying in that podcast is like teaching people how to um, how to reach altered states of consciousness because some of these like most really successful people have uh, regular meditation practices and they know how to reach different states of consciousness meaning like in a theta state which is a state right before you fall asleep every time right before you fall asleep your brain goes into theta meaning it is like um the the wavelengths that your brain is in is in theta and that's where ideas come from and so if you can learn to meditate to access these theta states then you can learn to to actually find ideas and create creative ideas that will help you change the world and do things that that other people haven't thought about he was saying there's like a old i guess thomas edison used to he would hold a metal ball in his hand and he would take it was like a napping technique where he would hold a metal ball in his hand and have a metal plate underneath underneath the ball and he would take a nap and the second he would start to doze off he'd drop that ball it would hit the the pan and it would wake him up instantly and then right in right in that state of where he had just kind of faded off and right there ideas would come because he and unknowingly he didn't know he was accessing theta states these are stuff that we can measure now but he was accessing a different form of consciousness which was allowing him to get ideas um i feel like uh uh that i've talked to enough people that like uh for instance i know someone that says all their ideas come to them when they're in their car um all my ideas come to me when i'm in my shower yep that happens to me all the time um, I, even when I was, um, first starting out, uh, like when I was really diving back into design work, um, like full time, I was working from home, but I mean, I just couldn't do it at home. So I would go to different coffee shops and I was trying to find which coffee shop I was, um, I guess most comfortable at. I don't know. Um. But I finally found one that I just felt like every time I was there, I worked better. And I don't know that there was anything in particular about it. It was just, maybe it was just the setting or the atmosphere. But um, 
I noticed that there was just, I kept testing different places because I noticed that I worked differently in each one. It's kind of interesting. That is interesting. Um, so I kind of missed, uh, misscheduled things and I have another thing at 10 o'clock, but if they don't call, um, we'll just keep going. If they call, I'm going to have to like cut this off and then we can resume the other like half of it. If that's cool. Oh, no problem. I kind of messed that up. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. Yeah, speaking of schedule errors, how the heck do you mess up scheduling a surgery? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Unless, unless, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, that was really weird. I got to the surgery place for, for anybody listening, I was supposed to have surgery. Well, I thought I was supposed to have surgery yesterday and I got there and told them like, Hey, I'm here for the surgery. And uh, they go, Oh, this is just an office visit. And I was like, what do you mean? This is just an office visit. Like I have voicemails and I talked to somebody asking how long is it going to take so I could have a ride scheduled. And they told me an hour. Like, I had these conversations with people. Well, and what do you need another office visit for? I don't know. When I called, I said, we need to schedule a, a um, the scope. And then when I told her that, she goes, "It only I only have notes in here from June. And I was like, I just saw the guy a week and a half ago. Like, we had an MRI done and everything. I'm so confused. I was like really really confused as to what was going on (laughs) well my mom's dealing with um some like trying to get uh my dad's mom um kind of settled into her final resting um well she's got she's like in a hospital but it you know she can't go back to her home kind of thing she just kind of has to chill there until (laughs) you know and uh and my mom was talking about the same thing. Um, she she was at the hospital until she got moved to this other facility. But my mom said every time um, she talked to somebody, um, they she had to repeat her story 12 times because no one was communicating. And my mom's like, I don't understand. Don't you guys write this stuff down in the right? letter? That was what um, I was saying. But my mom was just like, this lady deals with this and this lady deals with the other half of it. And yet they weren't communicating. So every single time someone came in the room, my mom had to repeat it. She said she was so annoyed and pissed off by the end of the day because um, a complete lack of communication. And she was just like, I don't understand how this just isn't in the file. What are they doing when they're sitting there writing stuff down? <laughs> Doodling? <laughs> right. <laughs> so well, that's, I mean, that like goes to AI is going to replace jobs because humans make so many freaking errors it's ridiculous i don't yeah i mean i just yeah i was like baffled at how how is this not yeah yeah being communicated better because it's 2018 like you don't have systems in place to avoid these types of things i mean that just goes to back to that very first quote at the beginning of this thing (laughs) you haven't made enough mistakes to realize like oh we should probably perfect this right um 
Well, shoot, yeah. So I'll let you go, but um. I mean, uh, I haven't got the call yet. So... Oh, you haven't got the call yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Um. Oh, good. It's to record the Whopping Wednesday podcast, and he has to call because he's in prison. So, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna. This uh, we scheduled it for ten o'clock, but he also called yesterday at ten o'clock. So I hope he didn't. And I was getting what I thought was gonna be surgery. <laughs> right. Um. So. so- that makes doing a podcast a lot more challenging when, like, the co-host is in prison and I can't, like, call him. Or <laughs> yeah, that does make it a little bit different than normal. That's yep. for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so AI, I really think that people, the average person is underestimating how close we are to artificial intelligence and when you look at Domino's as testing self-driving cars, I mean, yeah, what's the point? I mean, like, how how do you say that it's not right around the corner when Domino's, a normal chain, like a food chain, is testing it? Right. That's a lot of people's jobs right there. Yeah, because they're making it so that you drive up and there's a basically a touch screen on the back window yeah you see that yeah and then uh, the window rolls down and and there's basically a warmer in there with your with your meal um and i i don't know i think you get like a passcode or something it makes me wonder like you know depending on where you live how that's gonna work um what if the car blocks traffic or what if um what if they're you know it's new york and there is nowhere to park or you know it just like and you're sitting out there touching the side of a car and (laughs) and people are honking at you i don't know just or if it's in the middle of traffic there's a lot of factors that i i tend to think about like but what if this and what if that yep that's why they're testing it i mean yeah i think uh I think it'll be interesting. People are definitely underestimating what it's going to do, which is why I think it's so important to teach our kids, like, how do you go beyond this? How do you, you know, if if there are no jobs available for you, how do you, like, the whole basis of life and and everything is going to change. If AI replaces everything, everything, is get the the whole framework of society is going to change we're going to have to start bartering and do like things might go back to to the way they are because if there's not enough jobs available then like the whole purpose of working is to make money so that you can pay for certain things but if everything is being ran by ai yeah it really, it really negates the, hey, kid, what do you want to be when you grow up question. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, people should be answering happy, fulfilled, have a family. Like, people aren't even thinking about those things. People are only thinking like, about, oh, what? Well, yeah, my career. And we have depression and, and people being miserable at an all-time high when how do you figure out how to just be happy? Right. 
you know, we're solving technology is solving a ton of problems. So, but then all we're focused on is how it's causing all these problems, how it's causing people to be distracted and unfocused and this and that. And it's like, well, yeah, because we're focused on things that don't even matter anyway. I see a lot of people struggling right now on Facebook. Um, Some gal just posted, haven't been on Facebook a couple days, came back and I'm just, you know, just with the, the presidency stuff that's going on. Um, and, uh, just, you know, the bad stuff, but, you know, she was like, Hey, you know, I took a couple breaks off social media, came back and, you know, she could just tell she was just like overwhelmed, like, Whoa, like, I can't believe I missed all this in two days, you know, and it's all depressing. And then another girl just posted, um, can y'all please just, uh, post moderately and stop posting every five minutes on Facebook. (laughs) because it does like you'll see one person and you'll scroll and it's just like every thought is being punched in to their newsfeed you know your newsfeed like they're just their timeline they're just like oh I have a thought put it on Facebook oh I have a thought put it on Facebook and it's just like you know every single some people just their every thought is a post and it's really interesting to me how that's you know oh I'm sick I'm gonna post it on Facebook oh I'm you know, oh, look at the storm coming. I'm going to post it on Facebook. <laughs> I try to post things that, like, I know I have to tell a bunch of people because, like, I get really tired of saying the same shit every time. Like, how's your surgery? How'd your surgery go? How'd your surgery go? So finally, I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to tell everybody I didn't have surgery. This is why. Totally. <laughs> because yeah. I got tired of, like, responding to so many people. Um, I'll get like a Facebook memory and I I mean, I'm totally guilty when I first started Facebook, my every thought was a post, um, to the point where I actually one time posted just a period, just a dot. And I'm like, it popped up on my Facebook memories. And I was like, what the hell? Like I posted nothing. Like that doesn't make any sense. What was I thinking? (laughs) Like, was I just doing that for attention? Was I bored? Like, what the hell does a dot mean? (laughs) um and it's just funny to see how i've evolved now because i do it social media on the daily basis morning till night for my clients and so i have no interest in my personal page anymore um you know at all that i used to compared to what i used to and so but it's just funny how some people are having such a love-hate relationship right now with facebook I missed that. Somebody called. It wasn't the call I was looking for, but. <laughs> oh, um, I was just saying it's really interesting right now how much of a love-hate thing is going on right now with Facebook. Um, right. And I do think, like, the the politics have a lot to do with it. Um, well, even my dad messaged me, and he was, like, saying how uh, he sent me a bunch of links, and one of them was, like, a Fox News thing, and it was just so dumb because – I understand, like, I don't think it's uncommon knowledge that that it's not necessarily healthy and that it's causing, uh, you know, these very addictive-like behaviors, but 
at the same time, why are we putting social media and screen time on a pedestal when that isn't the only unhealthy thing in our lives? Like carbohydrates and sugar and the addiction to coffee that people have, like all of these things are very unhealthy things in people's lives. So I think the biggest thing is we need to train people to care more about themselves and to, to moderate all of it. Like social media isn't the driver of our behaviors. Fucking Netflix. People can't watch TV or can't watch one episode of something. Right. So I don't understand why everybody thinks that like this is a new phenomenon. This is just what humans do. We do things in abundance and we don't have the tools to moderate because they don't teach you that in school. They don't teach and parents don't know how to teach it. I mean, nobody's ever taught how to be a parent. And that's the hardest, hardest thing is like, you know, everybody's so busy and then nobody, it's especially like I've noticed young parents are very like you can't tell them anything they know everything (laughs) yeah it's so annoying it's so annoying because i know i spend a ton of my time like researching psychology and parenting and all of this type these things so i'm not basing it off of just like oh i think i know what i'm talking about i'm basing it off of research because i'm taking the time and I still don't think I'm doing a good enough job. Sure. There's those new parents who are like, have two-year-olds and you try to tell them, hey, this is what you should be doing. And they're like, I know my kid better. Than, like, I know. I. It's so annoying. It's like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. You don't know. You just think it is because your hormones are, are triggered because you're in this mommy bear type behavior. And that's what happens. Or even like dads that are, um, I, I've noticed it with a lot of dads that, uh, like, if you have a separated family, and then the the female starts dating, and then the the other the real dad gets all bulky and mm-hmm. like it's just it's so funny how it all works. How people think they know things without really researching or being willing to take advice yeah and with the way things are changing um raising a kid is even different now because everyone's pacifying their children unfortunately um you know oh honey we got to go do this i need you to sit in the doctor's office for an hour here's a tablet you know um and then the dentist office has a tablet and then you know or it's just like uh it's yeah it's just things that are pacifying the kids and then them getting kind of whatever they want so I do think we're living in a society that the children are getting more spoiled and then you have the factor of um you know oh you can't spank your child you can't you know so we're getting to the point where we're as a society we're telling people oh no now you can't spank your kids anymore um and if you go to jail or if I see you we'll call the cops on you so it's like raise your children tough uh like you know just 20 years ago did um 
or 30 years ago, I mean, you know, I got a few spankings, you know, so I got a ton yeah, of spankings, but, <laughs> um, but I, that never, ever, ever mentally hurt me in any way, shape or form. If anything, I was just sad that I made my mom mad or, you know, um, so now it's like, oh, you know, you can't even reprimand your kid. But then if you're in the store and you're not reprimanding your kid, then the people next, you know, next to you are like, man, I really wish I could whip that kid. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's just, it's getting harder. I feel bad for the younger generation having kids right now. Hey guys, just up here. I apologize for the abrupt ending. I had to go and we were recording using the Anchor app. So when I got a phone call, it cut it off and just immediately ended. So thank you for listening so far. Remember to check Deb out and her business, the Logo Studio, my business, Bliss. I appreciate you. We appreciate you guys listening this far and the fact that you have taken 45 ish minutes out of your day to listen to us talk and rant and uh, we truly appreciate it so thank you if it's bringing you any type of value please leave a comment rate or review on whatever you're on because that helps us grow this this podcast and allows us to keep doing these and maybe we can get more structured and bring more team members on so that we can be more consistent but any and everything that you guys do listening alone helps so thank you thank you thank you we'll see you next time